Shut up and sit down. Needless to say, I had to throw those underwear. We can't say twat more than ten times. Twat, 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 twat. Go to hell. And you get to be the dictator. You get to be a dictator. You get a dictator. Yeah, that fucking egg-sucking piece of shit. No, or when you're interrupting, you bastard. Wow. We're going to fight. We are going to fight. It I mean, if you've been shooting fears. a cat, is violence. This is it? my last podcast with Craig Mass. <laughs> what do you think, Dan? Do we have a good time? No. Welcome. Right. No. No. You. No, you. Welcome back to season six premiere. Season uh, se- I thought we were in. I thought we were in season seventeen. Oh, way to play along. No, welcome back to season two episode. Who gives a shit? And exactly. Um, I don't care. Yeah. So let's just let's just dive in. We're gonna dive into vocab. Rockness. Yes, Daniel. Please define balls deep. Balls deep. Balls deep. I believe was a an old uh, like a gym equipment company. Okay. Um, that really uh, was big in um, the Catholic schools. Uh, I was outside of a playground recently, and I heard kids saying balls deep a lot. Could I just want to know what that meant. Um, I think they were trying to get, uh, they were calling out to get a toy uh, that's made by this company. Hey, okay. give me the balls deep gotcha. ball. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it was a company, I believe, it, it was founded in 1873. You know a lot about this company. Yeah, well, I went to Catholic school. And it was a lot of priests were really into it. Um, oh, Jesus. And with playing with the kids. All right. So, balls deep. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Uh, uh, Dan, I have a vocab word. Do you? Yes. Define smegma. 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 Well, I don't know if anyone knows what that means, but I do. All right. Smegma is, is like, it's like sort of like birth stuff that comes out of an animal uh, just before the baby comes out. Most mammals have smegma that, that come out of them. I believe you're correct. Yeah. I believe I believe so. I don't actually know what smegma means. You don't know what lie. smegma really means? No, I don't. I'll tell you when you're a little okay. older. <laughs> um, all right. So very good. Uh, Welcome, everybody. This is Critical Mass. Today we have our friend Pete. Pete. Hey, Pete. Hello. Oh, Whoa, hello. Hot Thanks, mic. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. How you doing? Uh, I'm okay. I guess that's better than bad. Pete is in a um, a rap group. Is it okay if I mention this? I don't know. Before the show, you told me I might not be, want to be associated with you. <laughs> right. Um. Well, there's a there's so a, I'm on the fence. There's a there's a song where I I just die every time hearing it. Uh, they're in a hypothetical situation. He and his rap partner, and they're at a party, and he introduces himself, and all the girls say hello. And Pete just goes, hello. Like, the way he says it, I just laugh so hard every time. It's just so honest. It's hard to convey awkwardness in one word. (laughs) Hello. I I know no one will be able to see this on the podcast, but I wanted to convey this kind of a wave. Yeah. The wrist, loose wrist (laughs) back and forth. The wrist, where you're just really, you're not certain you should be waving. Right. That that guy. So, So what's it like being at the forefront of rap right now, Pete? I uh, wouldn't know. I'm at the uh, the other end. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're going to talk back. about all kinds of stuff today. We're going to talk about um, stand up comedy, yes. and television in general. That works for me. Um, Pete is an avid TV watcher, is he not? And and stand up connoisseur. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I just really like when people are 
vertical, <laughs> and uh, comedic. Peter and I used to sit in art class and discuss stand-up comics. Yeah? Yeah, some stand-up comics that he was like, guy, dude, check out this stand-up. He's so funny, and no one really knows about him yet. His name is Mitch Hedberg. Ah. Uh, you remember that, Pete? I do. I love Mitch Hedberg. I mean, I do remember that Mitch Hedberg existed. <laughs> I don't I don't, don't remember, remember this random anyone? moment where I told you about it. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, was, it was the art room. It might have been like eighth grade. You were like, dude, he's funny. I met him. Did, really? Did I ever tell you that? You no. met Mitch Hedberg. Please talk about I that did. for a second. He was on tour with uh, David Tell and Louis Black. Wow. And they were signing autographs. And uh, I got the other two guys. And then I'm walking up to Mitch. And he had this, there's this tablecloth at the table he was sitting at. And it was covered in little Sharpie lines uh, all around him. And I walk up, and, and, and as I walk up, I go, did, did you do this? And he goes, yeah, man, arrows. <laughs> and then he, he starts what? with a speed you don't think that a guy who talks like that could have. He starts making like a billion more little black marks that, by the way, do not look like arrows. They yeah. look like lines. <laughs> they look like little scratches. Uh, and I didn't have, so like I had, the other guys signed my ticket stub. They said you're not supposed to be in the line if you don't have merchandise, but... I did not listen to them. All right. Uh, You're a rebel. Them. But, but I mean, you know, Lewis Black's fantastic. David Tell's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But Mitch, Mitch was a whole nother level for me. And I just had this idea all of a sudden. I said, eh, would you sign my shoe? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I gave him, like him, I gave him my shoe and he signed it. And I, I, I held it up to my cheek and like nuzzled it and, and petted it. And I just went, I'll never wash this shoe again because <laughs> it's that kind of thing people, you know, you shake someone's hand, he's going yeah, to wash his hand. Yeah. And he, I was going to say he looks at me, but he kind of looks at nothing in the way that he does with his lidded eyes. And he goes, Who washes shoes? <laughs> <laughs> so I have my very own Mitch Hedberg oh, joke. Man. God, Mitch, I, I, I don't know if you guys knew this. He passed away. What? Yeah. Fucking <laughs> don't dick. Don't spring that on me now. I didn't know. Oh, you didn't know. No, I'm sorry. No, I knew. Um, I uh, I follow him on the F. Well, I don't follow him, but I follow uh, something called Mitch Hedberg Quotes on the FB. So I get a daily Mitch Hedberg quote right. um, because I love him. Like and the stuff about eating rice. Yeah, it, it's, it's great, great if you want to eat thousands yeah, of something. Yeah, thousands of anything. That's spaghetti, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was rice. Rice. Mm. Uh, that uh, his escalators are never broken. They just become stairs. Uh, yeah. Sorry gosh. for the convenience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so just some of the stuff he says, like, I'll be having a bad day, and I'll just flip my phone open and see one of those, and I just laugh, and I just say, you know, some of the best creatives in this world are just freaking just robbed of us, you know, robbed of Taken life. from us. He, yeah. Exactly. He had this joke about... Uh, um, Double tree. It's like, what should we name our hotel? Tree. No. Double tree. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's some other guy going like, oh, I was holding out for quadruple tree. <laughs> we were almost there. But the thing is, they made T-shirts. And this was like right before he died. I think it said quadruple tree on them. Oh, man. And I think my brother has one that. or had That's one. That's awesome. That is awesome. I mean, stand up. Stand-up for me has definitely been a huge, humongous part of my life. 
Who's the greatest stand-up in your opinion? The greatest stand-up comedian ever to grace the stage would be George Carlin. I don't yeah. think anyone's going to argue with that. Thank you. See? I think some people would say Pryor. They're, Pryor's up there. They're the, they're the twin pillars Thank of you. it. Thank right. you. Twin Thank you. So I like that on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, very different. You know, uh, Carlin, I also, I saw, I saw, okay, this is another story. Okay. I saw George Carlin once. I uh, envy you. And he, uh, I remember that he, he wasn't all that great, but I found out since then that, like, when he was touring, he doesn't, he says himself when he's going through his stuff and he starts to go look at cards to, to see what he, he's doing, he says uh, to the audience, I don't improvise, I memorize. Yeah. And so, basically, he's just trying to play it and see how it works and then fix it. Like, uh, I mean, any comedian, but he's trying to do it as in, here are the words. And right. the words did not work. And um, But he did this bit, which I think is in a special, in some form or other, uh, where he's talking about all the, the names are, are not as good now as they used to be. Oh, yeah, Todd. Yeah, Todd. Todd. Yeah. Um, but then he says, he said, uh, where are all the good names? Like, where's uh, Dick Johnson? And I went, I went, oh, ah, that's, that's me. That's... And then he goes, or Peter O'Toole. And I went, ah, I almost. literally leapt halfway out of my seat. Oh, that's awesome. And I almost yelled at him. I mean, like, this close, I, I almost went, that's, just flip him, put the one on the... <laughs> That's great. That is great. Where did you see him? Uh, Auditorium Theater. Wow. Which Lewis Black, who I uh, uh, I think that was the same place that that show I just mentioned with Mitch oh. and everything was. Um, yeah. Lewis Black said, uh, although I've seen him so many times, it might have been a different Lewis Black show. Uh, he said, the Auditorium Theater, you didn't even bother to name your yeah. theater. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally so, what it is it's a so theater true. that's an auditorium oh, but he like he just marveled at it for a while yeah just yeah. stood up there going auditorium theater <laughs> oh. <laughs> but i mean for me george carlin obviously uh, my dad got me really into george carlin yeah from an age i should not have been watching george carlin sure um but i mean so many of the views i have now really stemmed from his stand-up i mean the guy to me he was more than a comedian he was a really a visionary in the things that he said about politics religion um everything he said made sense not only that but god damn the guy had a mastery of the english language that i think that so many he was uh, he had his his dick and fart jokes but yeah. they, they were sprinkled in amongst the real serious stuff that he was sure. talking about i mean like when he had his bit about homelessness he said we'll solve homelessness when the government finds money in homelessness right the moment there's money to be made from homelessness there won't be a homeless person ever again right and the fact that it was so funny and so sadly true you know what i mean it just some things i disagreed with him about though <laughs> Like what? Yeah. Well, he was talking about how everybody's I'm a holding pussy a now. knife, so you better. He's talking about the, you know the pussification of America. Yeah. And saying yeah. okay, they used to call it shell shock. Yeah. And now it's post traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. Uh, it's like yeah, George, because they've learned more about it. They yeah. know what it is now. They know what triggers it. They know what causes it. It's it's just a better way of saying it. But he's but he's saying his point is that it itself. Is a is a harsh, you know, traumatic thing. 
Yeah. And he's saying the name Shell Shock evokes that. Yeah. Where we, we took out the descriptive sounding like thing yeah. that evokes the the horror and put in this this clinical term that does not. Uh, exactly. And going further on that, his book, When Will Jesus Bring the Pork Chops, he said a lot he said exactly what you just said, and then he said, What are we gonna call rape victims soon? Unwilling sperm recipients? He's like, I mean, really, it's a horrible thing, whether it's shell shock. But or, when it or, was called, I think my point is that when it was called shell shock, they didn't understand it. Yeah, that's tr- true. I mean, but it's not. At least not to the point where they do now. But he's not saying, and now they understand it. Or no, I mean, it's not that they understand it, so they change the name to better suit it. I mean, his point is just that it it sounded bad for a bad thing. Yeah. And I'm now it sounds innocuous. I think Fair you're enough. both right. I, I, Fair I, enough. It's just that what Pete's saying is really the word. You're talking about the education well, behind what it. What George is saying. Yeah, what George is saying. Yeah, but right. to your point as to what George is saying. Yeah. Fair enough. What uh, else, Dan? Do you guys feel like Ronnie Dangerfield could be another pillar of, of stand-up? You know, he's been... Uh, him and Lewis Black, not that I'm a comedian exactly, though I've tried it... Uh, they're really my like. It's okay that you're not in your twenties, <laughs> right? Uh, because right. they both like took a very circuitous route and didn't really get big until like their late thirties or forties. And Rodney Dangerfield's case, and I think maybe later even for Lewis Black. Uh, so yeah, no, I mean I think so. I think he's he's pretty up there. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking I'm I'm hoping the same way for my comedy career that by the time I'm like seventy or eighty, it's really going to take off. Right, it could. I mean, <clears throat> Pete, you have done an open mic or two, have you not? I have. You know, I'll put I'll put this down in in podcast uh, 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 carbonite. Okay. That uh, I like it. I've I've always said I want to do I want to do a thing where I go up and I I do my usual I don't really have material and I'm probably going to bomb and stuff, yeah. but I put you Dan in yeah. a chair on stage. Yes. And the combination of my discomfort, which will make you laugh like it's doing right now, right. and your discomfort, which right. will make you laugh even more. Uh, <laughs> just some idiot on the stage. You'll laughing. just, like that guy from the Tom Green show that sat in the back and laughed. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. you'll just be there. And no matter how bad I am, I'm no longer going to be the point. Right. And I think that would be very entertaining. It would. That's actually pretty fun. I've done open mic as well. As a stand-up? Yeah, in Buffalo when I was a sophomore in college. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Coffee house right on campus. That crash oh, and burn been, or what? Uh, the first, I did it three times. Wow. The first two times. Well, it was a walk up. It wasn't yeah. like it wasn't planned. Yeah, I, I know. You know what I mean? Thing. And you got about, you got five minutes, I think. Like, okay. like four or five minutes. So it wasn't tough, long. still. Um, and what I would do is in my dorm, um, because I was trying to get, I was trying to be a comedian. I wanted to be a comedian. Right. Um, I would just literally get plastered. So I would go up my dorm and I would just like, just knock these shots back. And I would literally get up there and just start talking on the microphone. First time I went up, I got some pretty good laughs. Okay. I was pretty happy. Yeah. Um, I, I remember exactly what happened and why I stopped at three. (laughs) (laughs) Uh The second time. Um, I got, I think I got some more laughs and the guy was like, Hey, I really like you. But it was literally just me talking, just saying irreverent, stupid things. The third time I said something that crossed a line, I remember exactly what it was that I said. And I got booed pretty much right off the stage. Right. 
Um, the problem was I, I didn't get the crowd. I didn't really measure. You didn't grab them. Well, no, I didn't. Uh, what I said offended more than half of the crowd. <laughs> what Do you remember what you said? No, I remember exactly what I said. Please say it. All right, all right, everybody. So who's here from Rochester? Who's here from Rochester? And they you get like the, three uh, claps. Uh, yeah. Well, I was in Buffalo, so there was yeah. a pretty good group, you know, sure. in there. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, like everybody fucking hates Rochester, right? And everyone, you know, clapping and yeah. laughing. And I go, you know, some people sit there and they'll be like, the rain, it's Rainchester, it's always raining. Yeah, woo, yeah. yeah. And some people say it's the snow because we're, you know, we're fucking like goddamn the tundra, you know, right. when it comes time to, yeah, yeah, I say, I'll tell you why people really hate Rochester. That bitch Susan B. Anthony, as soon as they got the right to vote, <laughs> everything went to shit. And more women were in the oh, audience than men. Now, their yeah. boyfriends were clapping and right. laughing hysterically. They was... <laughs> the, all of their girlfriends, all of the women were just, boo, that's, yeah. hey, man. And then I get the, hey, man, that's not right. Blah, blah, blah. She was a pioneer. She was a hero. So, of course, me drunk. I'm like, well, fuck you. What do you know? Yeah. And then I just look over and the guy who's like running the thing is just kind of like, yeah, no, you're done. So I was like, all right. Well, thanks, everyone, and go fuck yourselves. And I just turned around, and I walked off, and the guy was like, hey, man, I don't think I can have you doing all that ever again. And I just... That's the point of stand-up, though. The problem is, though, is that the being booed off, like, really affected me. Really? Oh, yeah. I was, like, terrified to just go up and... Well, maybe not say so terrible things. Well, yeah, I know that I agree with you, but still the booze, and you're up there, you're alone. It's like yeah. you're naked. Yeah. You it's, know what I mean? So, like, you know, I'm a musician, but the first time... So, it wasn't the first time I ever did stand-up. The first time I ever did it, I was... It was in a very small, cozy room, and I, I had notes in front of me, and I was basically just reading it. And okay. that, that went really well. But like the first time I tried it as in, I'm just going to go up and it's just a stage and whatever. And I got up there and I had the mic and I just went, whoa, yeah, this is weird. And it was so, I just walked around the stage not having an instrument or a plan or anything saying how weird it was for about half of my time. <laughs> Uh, I would think that's that great. Really well, they they laugh. laughed at it. They laughed at it, but it's because it was just it was just this genuine moment of like, a, as a musician, as a rock musician, anyway, I've never had stage fright. Mm-hmm. I've always been delighted to be up there because yeah. I know what I'm doing. But as a comedian, all of a sudden, I'm just like, where am I? And I have no. I've made people laugh yeah. as a musician, yeah. but like. As a comedian, though, I mean, if you're playing songs, it goes, all right, I made you laugh. Here's a song. And then the end of the song is, yeah. yay, no yeah. matter what. It's yeah. always good. So, like, all of a sudden, the the unit of thing you need to do is so short. Yeah. Yeah. And it has to be good in that short period of time. And the amount of the amount of pulling back and forth between you and the audience, having to wrangle them mm-hmm. in various ways and, like, take their temperature and stuff mm. it's so quick yep so you basically you didn't know the instrument of no comedy yeah. or your own comedy right. as well as you knew the instrument of the guitar yeah or just, so no, it was just a much different feeling D- yeah. definitely that and that makes sense uh, for me when i was going up there i wasn't afraid at all i commanded it immediately well you were drunk yeah yeah well the two things that was number one <laughs> number one was that i was drunk yeah but number two i was just getting laughs Everything I was saying was hitting. Right. I was hitting, hitting, hitting. At that time, I had I didn't know this thing called failure. 
I didn't, I, I hadn't grasped it yet. Mm-hmm. I hadn't understood it yet. I was like, everything I'm going to say, these fucking people are going to laugh. And then that's reinforced the second time I go, right? right? I can't do any wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's I'm the perfect. Third, then the third, exactly, I am God. Right. Like, I'm like Dennis Reynolds and fucking, you know, I am a God, golden yeah, God. I am a golden God. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I'm saying then the third time I go up. And, and Susan I start B. Anthony thing comes out. The booze. Yeah. Now I'm like, Huh, huh, huh. Yeah. I but feel see, like I'm up there with no clothes on. Now I've understood yeah. the pull, that push and that pull, that temperature check that I never had to deal with yeah. before. And then instead of growing from that, I just recluse myself to my room because and stay there. <laughs> you could do a joke akin to that if you gave the audience assurance beforehand through some other bit of material that, that you, you don't mean actually it. A, a cock face. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Because if yeah. you just come out with it, people people just go, "Well, that's you then," and I don't like that. Yes. But yeah. If you if you yes. display to them that you're screwing around, yeah. then they'll go, "He doesn't mean it. He's being a parody of a person Ex- like that." Exactly, and that's an incredible that's an incredibly good point. And well, actually, it's it, correct. Um, it just I was 19. I was a kid, and I thought everybody hates me, and I need to leave. <laughs> David Cross comes out stage you know. in one of his specials. He just this first thing he says. So, I don't hate children. I, I don't know where that came from. Have you guys seen um, uh, Rory Rory Scovel's? Uh, yes, the Netflix one. And he just walks on, and just goes anal. Yeah, anal. Yeah. The first like five minutes of the thing is just the one word. And yeah. he's him, like pushing well, the crowd. He's like yeah. testing them. Can we talk about? Uh, there's a stand-up comedian that has disappointed me. Oh. Very much so. Kind of a new wave, more of a newer stand-up comedian. And it's just I, I've been disappointed to the point now where I'm I'm no longer, I think, a fan. Uh-huh. And I was a fan. Hmm. And I just am not anymore. Who? And that would be Amy Schumer. Oh, yeah, I'd have to agree slightly. Uh, have you seen uh, her first two? I, I was laughing so hard. Specials. Oh my god, her first two, dude! I was laughing so hard I nearly pissed myself. Her last two was like fucking pulling teeth. Like, okay, we get it. You're a woman that is comfortable with her vagina, vagina, vagina. Like, it, it was her entire bit was vagina, vagina, vagina. Come on, my face, vagina. To be fair, every male comedian's entire bit is my dick, my dick, my dick. Hmm. I don't. I mean, maybe I'm just not aware of it. I I don't. George Carlin wasn't like that. No, but you, you just, we've, we've all agreed. He's Crystalia, the, the greatest person cock, ever to do the job. That's fair enough. And and he had plenty of dick jokes. He did. The Gulf War being a big prick-waving contest, that was one of my favorite I kind of feel like Schumer's decline, if we were going to call it a decline let's personally. Go, let's, let's get into this. Um, now I'm just picturing Chuck Schumer even though, doing stand-up. Even though, you know, technically her net worth is probably worth more as a day-by-day. Well, her show, but, which but is hit or miss for me. Her comedy, I think, I felt more disconnected from it as time has gone on. I think maybe because she's gotten swept up into this big sort of commercial yeah. wheel that keeps churning. Yeah, yes. I mean, I find, like, you know, with, with music, right? Like, people, sure. people's early stuff, they're hungrier. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. As, as time goes on, they're not so hungry. I think at that this point in her career, sense. she's being forced to come up with stuff constantly between her show yeah. and then her stand-up show. Oh, yeah, correct. You know what I mean? So she's just pulling shit out of thin air at this point. You know, it's her and her sister. Her, si- her sister writes writing. on her show, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, like, have you guys seen? Uh, you see Dana Carvey's last one? Yes. Like, I was I really, di- I was really just kind of like, I, I mean, you know, no, no offense to him, he's 
fantastic and whatever, but it just felt it, it felt very like uh, uh, I almost want to say whiny. Like huh. he's he's kind of just I'm I'm old. Right. I don't understand things anymore. Yeah, and, I think he his name carried that because I think what happened. And tell me if you agree, is that at the end of it, I said I really like that. And then when I thought about it, it was like I really like that because it was Dana Carvey. Right. And then because I thought about it, it yeah. again and said, if that wasn't Dana Carvey, that would have been really weird and yeah. terrible. Yeah. Wait a second! I just like Dana Carvey. <laughs> I, I mean, didn't like the actual special. You remember Critics' Choice and how like on like in the moment it was in the whole like OJ bit and I don't remember Critics. Yes, Choice. you do, Dan. Now? We used to quote. Why that am I thing. having such a hard time remembering Critics? Choice? We used to quote it constantly. It, it was the, the it was that one. That was on every two seconds on oh, Comedy you Central mean when we were younger. That his his special about chopping broccoli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the a, entire special about don't chopping you broccoli. Spill a fucking drop. <laughs> do, do you remember that part? Where he's talking about how how a bunch of an asshole his dad was, and he would carry a, a drink of water into the living room, but they had carpet or whatever. In, in Critics' was, Choice. I think that was the same one. I don't remember was, that. His dad was a dick, and he was telling. Don't you spill a fucking drop, and so it immediately starts going like this. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Oh, maybe that was a different one. Mm. I, yeah, I have no. no idea what the fuck anyone's talking. Critics' about Choice right was still the same one where, yeah, Starbucks. I think I got a Starbucks. Yeah, Frappuccino. Yeah, yeah, yeah Starbucks is not great because yeah, kids are running around. That's the one. He says uh, he he stayed in the White House, and all anybody wants to know is, did you do that? <laughs> did you do that? And he's like, I'm I'm not gonna say, but. <laughs> My son's middle name is Abe. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Who? Uh, who? Daddy, else? does God have feet? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I remember that part. Uh, it was it was such a good special, but I mean, just his ability to create these voices and characters. Isn't that special? Yeah, I know? mean, I, I, it just it, it felt more forced in the most recent the most thing. Recent it felt thing, more yeah. like you guys know. Here I come. How do you feel, Pete, about Bill Burr? Yes, I'm. Uh, I have mixed feelings. I mean, uh, he's one of these guys where, like, I fully recognize his his uh, uh, stand up prowess. Yeah, like as an art form, he's he's killing it. Right. Um. But then often the thing he's actually saying, I'm just kind of like, I don't. That's not really a thing. I feel. <laughs> connected to you know like this sure. i'm not i'm not exactly gonna get behind any of this um i it, it's not so much like a like with jim norton or somebody where i can't i can't even listen to him because i'm just kind of like I, who again more power to him right but but i don't i really don't i can't you don't connect with him on that sort I, of level like uh, but yeah more more utterly when it comes to jim norton it's just like bill burr sometimes i'm like ah you know and then yeah. sometimes i'm like <laughs> okay, here you. And I watched. Uh, uh, have you seen F is for Family? Is, yes, is I love that show. So, yeah. so like I've the first, the episodes. first season, I thought was pretty enjoyable. The second one, they started showing like dicks and boobs and stuff, and I'm just like, I get it. You're on Netflix. It's like HBO just goes, let's throw in some dicks and boobs because yeah. we can. Yeah. But it felt cheap. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean. Where you're just like, is is this just shock value, or is there yeah. actual value to this? Yeah, and I mean, yeah, why don't you internet, fucking make so. something? 
Yeah, well, that's, that. that is, I'm sure, what he would say. Yeah, We're doing that right now, Dan. We're doing that right now. We are. Um, so continuing on with stand-up comedians, uh, let's talk about another juggernaut. Mm. Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Loved both of those specials. I oh do God. feel like one was stronger than the yes. other. I think the first one, of much the stronger. Two, I felt like it was stronger, but still, I, I love to have him back, and it was great. And that Morgan Freeman narration oh for no God. reason. Yeah, dude. And just going back to his original stuff, like, like he, I don't know how to put it. I mean, then with the advent of Chappelle's show, right, which I thought was one of the greatest. I, I think though the greatest joke in the new season or not the new season, the new the two new stand up specials is when Dave Chappelle goes, How do you think I feel? I gotta watch Key and Peel do my old show. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I take I, I I was like, I don't know about that. I don't know if that's even fair to say. No, yeah, but I mean the question is how exactly how serious is he? Yeah. Because I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. But I get where he's coming like, from. <laughs> no, when I saw him say that, I could sense that he felt that way, at least in some part. You may be right. And I was like, okay, you may in be right. fairness, would, would Key and Peel have been able to get on the air if it weren't for Dave Chappelle? To an extent, Another no. great question. I think To you, an extent, I think that they questions. owe him that, for sure. But at the same time... I think Key and Peele, the way that they came up with their sketches and just their comedy in general, to me, there wasn't necessarily a parallel. I mean, yeah, they talked about race, but they're in a very specific situation where they were both came from white mothers. Well, yeah, they so were. They had their own personal background and, and inspiration for their own stuff. It's not like they were like, oh, hey, see what Dave Chappelle did? He talked about race all the time. Let's yeah. do that. Well, that's why he, the, the one reason Ch- Dave Chappelle said he left, and I loved his Oprah special. If you've never seen that Oprah one. I don't think I have. You need to watch it. Um, he's on Oprah, Dave Chappelle. And Oprah was like, they said that you fled to Africa for medical um, treatment. And he just like had this funny look in his face. He goes, Oprah. <laughs> How many people leave the United States <laughs> to Africa for medical treatment? He goes, you know, I had family over there. I went to go see them. And yeah. he goes, and the reason I left was this. When your show is based on racial stereotypes as your comedy, mm-hmm. as what makes it funny, he goes, that's not what bothered me. What bothered me is when I go into the writer's room and every single person in there was white. Going in there, seeing and hearing these jokes and literally... Everyone in that room is white. And, I, you know, he's like, there wasn't an Asian. There were no Mexicans. Yeah. There wasn't a black man. There was nothing. It was just all white writers. He goes, and you get to a point where you're just like, this doesn't even feel genuine. This doesn't feel real. So he had no control over that? Apparently not. Um, he Apparently Comedy Central really did a number over him in terms of his contractual obligations and mm. control that he had. Um, he blames Comedy Central hard for a lot of wow. the issues. Um, that Oprah special was great, and then Oprah said, "I'm going to surprise you. I didn't. I, I I know we didn't prep you for this, but we wanted to put you on the spot." And she played the Oprah sketch from Chappelle Show where he got her pregnant, and he's like, "Gotcha, bitch!" And like he was, yeah, 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 he yeah, was yeah. laying on a bed of money, getting a massage yes. from an Asian woman, and yes. he's like, "Oprah, baby." <laughs> can I get a happy ending? Yeah, and then yeah, she yeah. just walks by and he goes, she didn't say no. And he grabs the money from Betty's leg and right. hands it to the woman. <laughs> so they show that. And Oprah's like, Dave, 
Dave. Where did this come from? <laughs> and he looks right at her and he goes, everyone has their dream girl, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's crazy. Started, everyone just started laughing. <clears> That's just great. Like, just, it was a great special. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, you know, when Oprah still had a show. Um, and I didn't watch Oprah, but I heard it was Dave Chappelle. But anyway, I guess the point I'm making is, could we consider him quite a major player, like almost like a, at the level of like a Chris Rock you know what I mean? We have our we have our pillars. Yeah. We have our George Carlin and Richard well, we, Pryor. yeah, those are the those are the previous pillars. Correct. I think I think you have someone like Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, who are among the more modern pillars. I can you agree. I, mean? I can agree with that. Like kids now that like not our dead. Age, correct. <laughs> that that look up like, like who they watched as kids. Yeah. They're like, oh, I want to be like them. I think those are the guys. You know what I mean? That's that's fair. I think. Do you guys think it's weird that right now there are people becoming legal adults who were never alive during a year that started with 19? Yeah, it's weird. That is terrifying. Freaks that freaks me out. That's fucking terrifying. That's fucking terrifying. Um, Oh, I wanted to say totally unrelated to anything we've talked about this entire time. Uh, Yeah. When you were defining smegma. Yeah. Um, there's a brand, like an appliance brand in Europe or something called okay. Smeg. Okay. And so like, you see like a refrigerator, it'll just say Smeg on it. And I'm just like, <laughs> that's, uh, that, that, that's something Rob used to call me. Rob used to call me Smegs. Okay. I'll tell you why later. You could, I mean, this is an R rated show. You could say it. I know, but it's, it's super gross. Like it's, I mean, it's, it's bad. Okay. Um, I'm just going to allow Rob, who listens to the show, Rob, um, I know you're listening right now. He's our next he's guest. Prob- yeah, he's probably laughing super hard right now yeah. because he used to just be like, hey, Smegs, what's going on, Smegs? You know, and then La- Lance would get in on it, too. Yeah. Um, and, you know, oh, my God, go clean your smegma, you know, stuff like that. Right. Which, again, I'm just I'm going to let him just enjoy that right now and not define it. All right. All right. But with that being said, um, we're going to take a break. When we come back, um, we're going to discuss TV. Television. Tele. What's on the tele? If you want. All right, we'll be right back. The Critical Mass Podcast can now be found at the 8oClockStop.com. That's the 8oClockStop.com. We're there along with our friends at the Hypothetically Speaking Podcast where they answer hypothetical questions. It's a lot of fun, and you'll also find a whole bunch of other fun multimedia there, uh, from music to art to, well, all kinds of stuff. Check it out real soon. That's the 8oClockStop.com. And we're back. Yeah. Hey, yeah, everyone. We're back, all right. Thanks for, um... Thanks for sticking around. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being a friend. Speaking of that, travel down the road and back again. Gold, speaking of the Golden Girls, um, we have Pete with us today. Hello. Uh, he, he is a Golden Girl. He is golden. That's what they used to call him in prison, anyways. Oh, prison hey. was a fun place to be for everyone. I think. Okay, so we could talk forever about this particular topic. Um, Pete, I want to ask you: Are you a Rick and Morty fan? Because I've just watched season one. Yeah, we're, uh, we're Danny. I'm a I'm a major fan of anything that Dan Harmon or Justin Roiland put Precisely. together. Precisely, and uh, and Rick and Morty is certainly no exception. Right. Now I'm a new 
I'm I'm newly indoctrinated to the Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't understand it. I didn't know where what what it was all about. For me, animation stopped at South Park. I'm a huge South Park fan. Okay. Um, so someone at work said, "Hey, just give Rick and Morty a couple of episodes." One night, I swear to Christ, I watched every single episode. I couldn't stop. I was laughing really? so hard. Just oh, a yeah. regular old plumbus. <laughs> I was laughing, you know, wubba lubba dub dub. I was laughing so yeah. fucking hard, um, and so many, so many fucking times. Um, it, it was, just, it was great. I love the show. Love the show. Yep, it's great. Did you Dan Harmon's great and Justin Roiland's great. The animation team, what they're what they're called, Starburns Industries. Yeah. Yes. I just noticed that. I was like, what? Yeah, because he did Community. and Do you know who Starburns is? No. The guy who plays him? No. That's Dino Stamatopoulos. Okay. Uh, I first remember seeing his name in the credits for Mr. Show. But he's oh. he's also just been like in a million other things you've seen and gone. That's one of my favorite things. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yep. Good for him. It's so funny that because he plays this character on Community, it's a total loser. Yeah, I, I am DBMC. <laughs> have you seen Community? I uh, have. I, I tried. You couldn't get into it, huh? Couldn't get into it. Oh, I love Did community. you start at the beginning? Yes. All right, then I don't understand. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and people, people say that of me, too, <clears throat> with um, my confusion with Game of Thrones. Um, oh, well, look, I, I'm willing to say that Game of Thrones might be very entertaining, but I just don't give a shit. I Yeah, and it's another one of those Peter? shows for me where the fans ruin it. Uh, I'm, I'm into Game of Thrones. Uh, I mean, I was just thinking about this today. I came into it in a weird way because at first I was not paying any attention. Uh, right. uh, generally, like I like fantasy stuff, but it's so popular that I was just like... I, I, I'd never, I'd never seen it. I really knew literally nothing about it. Okay. I just had heard the name, and that's it. Enough times to know it was something. So I was just like, "Well, I'll wait till no one cares anymore." Yeah, uh, that's generally what I like to do. Yeah. Um. But then, uh, at, at my job, they wanted me to do a bit of music that was Game of Thrones inspired. So I pull up the Game of Thrones theme song. Mm-hmm. Again, never having seen the show. And all of a sudden, I'm like, all right, I got to watch whatever this is supposed to be describing musically. Because you liked it so much. It was awesome. Okay. okay. That's fair. I mean, uh, that's fair. But, I, you know, when's the last time you got into a show because you heard the theme song? And, I don't know and if went, I ever have. I must watch whatever this is yeah. supposed to be. I can't I say know. that's ever happened. For me, though, when it goes, and I know we've talked about this before, Dan. Portlandia, maybe? Oh, I love Portlandia. <laughs> When you hear that uh, opening song, you're like, yeah, this is good. Sometimes I'll hear it around, like, just the actual song playing. Yeah. And I just immediately, I'm like, I'm like waiting for the show to start. Right. <laughs> I, I just, I really think, though, going to Portlandia quick, is that Fred and Carrie are so underrated in the comedy world. I really think they're underrated. I think maybe, yeah. maybe they're that way on purpose. Maybe they like being maybe. underground. Sure. Maybe they like being, because there's two types of people. I don't, I don't think he's people. underground in the well, comedy no, with world. with SNL, yeah, but I'm saying in terms, if we focus on Portlandia. You're saying they're so good, by now they should be super, super, ultra, mega, mega stars. Correct, but there's two types of people. There's people that have seen Portlandia and get it and love it and think it's hysterical. And then there's people that are like, well, I watched like two episodes and it's just like really out there. Yeah, no, I mean, you well, know, they're not dumb. Jimmy Fallon. They're doing a thing uh, that appeals to the people who it will appeal to. Right. Uh, Jimmy Fallon for me is like that annoying friend that you're like, he's funny and I like him around. But at the same time. So like Fred. 
No, I'm just kidding. I <laughs> no, love you, Fred. I'm uh, just kidding. I, I, he's... I don't know why I picked Jimmy Fallon and Fred together. Oh, I don't know either. But I, I like I like him, but I don't. Really? Jimmy Fallon. I loved him on SNL when he would, when he would just break and start laughing. Sometimes, he was great. Sometimes, well, uh, I love it when people break. So, I, I was so morbidly much, fascinated when he first got the um, Tonight Show. No, no, no the the one before the late late or the late, after night show whatever it is. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, when <laughs> he Conan's late, late, when he got Conan's late night, spot late night when he first had late night I watched I watched every episode of the whole first season of it. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. And um, he was awkward. I remember he watching was very it in the awkward. beginning he was so awkward. And I remember there was the one thing I like distinctly remember laughing at was he said that his his Native American name was laughs at own jokes. <laughs> oh my god. Laughs at own jokes. Um, <laughs> which maybe maybe racist? I mean a little bit. <clears throat> but it was the the fact that he was pointing <laughs> out his thing that he does. Oh, yeah, uh, his issue. And and will. I don't know if this still continues to this day. And I don't know if it was awkwardness or just the actual excitement on the on 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 the um, part of every single guest. But people would come in, you know, the music's playing, and they'd they'd walk on, they'd sit down, they weren't ever looking at Jimmy, they were always looking off to the side, and then they'd sit down, the music would die down, and just as it was dying down, they'd point and go. The roots, <laughs> and then they turn to Jimmy like, "Oh yeah, 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 you're, you're here too." Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know what he does really, really well. He does music stuff well, and he does impressions well. But sure. specific, That's like uh, those. Yeah. I mean, I could still like if the only thing he did was musical impressions. When he does musical impressions, I could watch that forever. Oh, yeah. Like when he does Neil Young or... Um, <laughs> with, the, with the harmonica <laughs> shit? Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Did, did you see the one where he had Bruce Springsteen onto it? It was him as Neil Young, you know, and, and uh, uh, they did, uh, uh, you know, Whip whip My Hair or whatever that song no. is called. They, they did that. It's the Neil Young version. Of, whip my hair back and forth. And, <laughs> and then Bruce Springsteen comes on dressed like, like, really old Bruce Springsteen. I mean, like, you know, uh, from way back. Okay. <laughs> and apparently, I, I, I heard later, I think from Jimmy talking on something or other, that he uh, Bruce did not want to dress up like that. He was just like, ah, I don't know, man. <laughs> and then then they put him in it and they showed him and he goes, all right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he was like, really, he was really not into it and then they showed it and he was just like, yeah, yeah, okay, good. Um, but he comes out and they start like, you know, doing the whole song together and it's just right. a really, like mournful version of that song that's so funny and and bruce's part is he's going like and it's, <laughs> oh, it's so good you can tell he's like giggling on the inside the yeah. whole time um i do love that but so that that I whole bit is that. good uh or the when he did the doors doing the reading rainbow theme song Really, I gotta, I gotta look this oh, stuff up. Oh, it's so good. And another thing, he he explains doing Jim Morrison because it's it's great. Yeah. And he says the way to Jim Morrison is his pants are so tight, but he's so like drugged out. His pants are the only thing holding him up. Oh my god! <laughs> so like his legs are always kind of there, or like this right awkwardly awkward stance kind of pillar, and then like his whole torso on up is sort of just flopping. <laughs> In various directions. That's fucking great. It's um, so good. So good. then, okay, it's hard for me, but I mean, do you have a favorite 
TV show of all time? Yes. Yes, I can tell you what it is. What is it? What I think is not only my favorite, but the greatest TV show of all time. Oh, I'm ready to disagree. I don't even know what it is, but you're probably wrong. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I appreciate the vote of yeah. confidence immediately. Go ahead. Me even telling you what it is. Seinfeld. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, you're wrong, but okay. <laughs> okay. I, I don't have anything against Seinfeld. I mean, I, I, I loved it. Uh, at the time. Okay, so you're but you're so I can slam you. Go ahead. Oh yeah, no, I would never make a statement like best TV show of all time. Okay, so in your opinion, what is your favorite? Uh, uh, it depends on how you mean it. Eek the cat. Yeah, eek the cat. Oh my god. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> right. You, um, you that just that, took me hey, back. Hey, Sharky! <laughs> that just took me um, back. The fucking fat girlfriend, dude. Oh, my God. Uh, so Annabelle! <laughs> Annabelle was terrible. Oh, looking. my God. What did he have? Uh, Anyways, Peter, sorry. Yeah, so, like, you know, a lot of my favorites is that kind of stuff that gets solidified as a kid, you know? Sure. And in that case, it would be, like, Star Trek The Next Generation. Okay. Uh, but... You know, if I was really going to say, like, from a from a, a, a total creative, like, adult yes. standpoint, is that the best show ever? Like, no, it's up there for me. But Deep Space Nine is is objectively better. Um, Deep I, Space uh, Nine. Like, this guy. Just yeah. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go? <laughs> I'm just not a we'll, we'll fight. I'm, no, I'm and that's fine. Trek but you guy. can see how I'm not I'm not dwelling on it. And we're, right, we're moving right, on. right, right, right. Um, but I'm I'm also just saying like even within the thing I like, like I know that the one I liked the most as a kid, sure, not necessarily the best show, uh, but like I really like Gilmore Girls a lot. Oh, uh, that's why I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah Community yeah. also. Yeah, as mentioned, very very good. Um, but I don't like I would never say any of these are like. There's no way you can't like it, kind of a thing. Like I can definitely tell you okay there's, okay there's if, ways not to like the gilmore girls if someone i said, can think of many right now yeah how much of it have you you're gonna be watched, sick though? like a couple episodes someone said episodes. look you're gonna be sick on the couch for the oh, next week oh this is week. a good question for like the next this. week you're gonna be sick on the couch mm-hmm. and you don't have any streaming devices but we can get you a dvd collection of any TV show, but you can only watch this one. What would he it be? Has the best I, I would get something I've never watched that was on the air for a while. I don't want to watch new stuff. I don't Ooh. or new to me. I don't I, like. I've I've watched Gilmore Girls so many times. There's nothing left. I, I see. I can't I like go back. Answer. That's actually the perfect. I, I like what I like that because you want to experience. If you're going to be out and down and out that long, you yeah, want to experience something new. Put something new in my brain. I mean, like lately, lots of stuff's come out. Uh, like you know, here's the f- whole first season of whatever it is. I'll just yeah. sit down <laughs> and 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 enjoy the entire thing, and mm-hmm. then have feelings about it. And that's that's why I like TV. I mean, makes sense to me though. I, I was, just really enjoy you know. Here's someone's artistic endeavor. All right. What do I think? You know, like. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Peter. Uh huh. What is my favorite TV show? Ooh. The the Dallas Cowboys. No. <laughs> Green Day. The, the greatest. Rage reality, Against the Machine. The greatest no. reality show ever. The NFL. Soccer. No. Of 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 scripted television shows. Survivor. Really? Oh, he's scratching his head. This is hard. I must surely I have some. You wouldn't say this if I didn't have some. Try not to give it away. Bead on it. Think about it. The truth is out there. Okay. 
Really? Did that not help? That's your that's your oh. favorite show of all time. Really? Yeah. Go, can you go into that for a few minutes? Because honestly, I I took you for a Seinfeld guy as well. Oh, I love Seinfeld. There's I know no doubt do. about it. Um, but for, I guess for me, in that kid thing that we were talking about earlier, sorry, is um in the basement, fucking preteen and teenager in the dark in your basement watching X Files, getting creeped out having to turn the TV off at the very back of the bar and walk all the way through your basement in the darkness after you watch an episode. Um, yeah, it just yeah. brings back memories. And I used to, it, what got me into it was sliders. Because oh, sliders I liked, sliders. and then I would don't, watch sliders. Don't go, go back right and watch into. it again. Oh, I know I did, and it's awful. Oh, sliders, yeah. Like, everything awful. you thought was good about it was like you projecting what should be good about yes. it onto it. Yes, because I did it recently, sure. yeah. and it d- does not hold up. Yeah, because, like, you, I remembered, like, I love the professor character. I always liked the guy. Like, I like Stargate a lot. Stargate, the show, was, sure. was really good. I heard they're making another Stargate movie. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's Stargate... Yeah. Uh, you know, there's the, the smart guy it. in that, and I liked that smart guy too. But uh, I I remembered the professor as being like interesting and stuff, and I think probably a part of the reason that, that uh, John Reese uh, Davies was so uncomfortable with the show, they like kicked him out of it after like season two. Oh yeah, I think, really? Uh, I'm, I'm 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 it's conjecture here. I know that something happened and whatever, but uh, John Reese Davies, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Okay. He he sure. was uh, making sure, but he was just this exposition machine. It was just like here we are. I know things, you yeah. know. <laughs> it was, oh, so not it was good. Yeah. And plus, like, oh man, I mean, um, Wade was no one. The, Which one was Wade? So this was this was among uh, Stargate Two. Was there's a lot of shows that had the, these four characters. Oh yeah, the strong white oh, guy, yeah. the smart white guy, yeah. the black guy, and the woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And that would be the, like if there were four characters, those were your that, four that characters. That was like the '90s sci-fi trope. It really it, was, uh, yeah. honestly. Uh, uh, so Wade was the woman. And, oh, okay, right. okay, and if okay. I'm remembering right. right, although although uh, this give or take basically like okay, so so um, Remy was the black guy. Okay, and I re- remember his, I, I again I haven't rewatched it since I rewatched it that one time, but like he was the I don't know like every every show needs needs a doubting person. Right, like Scully right. Scully was that just like yes. Mulder, even though we've seen a lot of crazy things. This time I still don't believe you. Mulder, yeah. there's an alien right in front of me right now, but that could be something else. That's yeah. something else. <laughs> it's, aliens it's aren't a thing. We met them. Yeah, well, you know, like, you were impregnated by one. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, from 1994. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so he would just he would just be like whining a lot of the time, which yeah. got real old real quick. But yeah. like Wade, I don't even remember anything. Like she didn't contribute anything and then like she'd get captured or something you like it was i remember the 90s being more progressive than that yeah and it was not the ideal of the 90s was that yeah but it's not what we actually wanted the dream of the 90s it's the 90s you know live in portland anyways um no if we don't do the melody right we don't have to pay anyone for the rights it's true can we uh, speaking of shows that hold up or don't hold up Mm -hmm. which i think uh excellent point with sliders Mm. (laughs) does not um 
Seinfeld looks a little weird now sometimes too. I, I oh my god, like especially TV the first the season, maybe yeah. the second one. Like, no, but I mean, I mean, like where they're just kind of going, these kinds of people are weird, and you're just going like, should you be saying that? Yeah, <laughs> the, like they're very, the they're very like everyone but us is a big weirdo, and right. like, yeah, I'm kind of like, yeah, you but should, that's the joke because that, they're the narcissists. They're exactly. the no, yeah, I, I know, people. but it's still their it's characters odd. were terrible people, right? right. You know. To me, that's what reminded me of It's Always Sunny, was those characters. Yeah, and I definitely want to talk about because Sunny. Because of the implication. Before, before <laughs> Do you we get like into Sunny? I have mixed feelings. It's one of those shows where if I watch it like one right at now. a time yeah. with a big gap in between, I can deal. Okay. Really? If, if I sit down and try and watch the whole thing, I'm just like, I get that pit of my stomach awful feeling. Really? Because they are terrible. Oh, right. Oh, I yeah. can't imbibe that much terribleness. Terrible. Oh, I love it. Yeah. No, yeah. but I mean, like, <laughs> there's no denying the, the, the well, show's it makes me feel genius, better about but, myself. But it's also just like, I don't have the stomach to it's watch too, more than I like, one at a time. Yeah. But like, like I, there's just so many things in it. Like, every, every time Frank takes his gun out, there's like a gun clicky noise, even though there's no good reason right. for it, you know? Yeah. And then everybody immediately, like, they all Freak know out. it's happening. Go, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> every time. It, 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 like, you don't ever see it coming, you know? Right. He'll just yeah. be like, blah, blah, blah. My God, whoa! <laughs> what <laughs> oh, it's so what good. I love about that show, too, is uh, I don't know if you knew this, but the entire first season of the show. Uh, Rob McElhenney, who mm -hmm. uh, is one of the creators of the show yes. with um, Glenn Howerton, yes. Dennis. Um, Rob was waiting tables. Like, he would, they would shoot an episode. Yeah, and yeah. And, and they was... had to do it at, at, like, a specific time of day. Exactly. When the place right. was... Yeah. And not only that, but for s they were going to cancel them. And they said, we need, you need to bring a Yeah, the ratings in. were bad, yeah. Yeah, you need to bring oh, a and that, Yeah, hence the Danny DeVito. And right. hence Danny DeVito joining the cast. Apparently, Danny DeVito's kids had seen the first season and were actually fans. Yeah, I heard that So too. he yeah. went to, they needed someone and he went to the show and they fucking, they kept him on. Yeah. The first, the first full season that he was on. The season two. Or, I think, or was it the next one? He, um, he had something else going on that year. So they had to shoot for the entire season all his scenes within like a uh, like two week span or something Jesus like that. Jesus Christ! I like didn't completely know that. out of order. You know he almost died on the show. No. Did you see the cruise ship episode yes. where the, the gang goes to hell? Yeah. At the Wait. end of the second, the gang goes. They go on this. Christian it's like a Poseidon cruise. adventure episode. <laughs> Pretty no, much. No, I didn't see that one. Well, at the end of it, they were all gonna drown to death. Yeah. The, the water was like coming up, and Danny DeVito literally almost fucking drowned like in real life oh my god and they had to yes. like pull him out and like they he almost died <laughs> shooting that scene i think they were talking about a podcast that he was like they're saying how like he, all they do is purposely try and embarrass him yeah yeah i heard and that he was, like the, he referenced the episode where he's on the playground inside of the spiral thingy in his underwear <laughs> yeah i remember that one the triangle uh the, the the what is it the pyramid scheme episode yeah yeah and but, like <laughs> They had to do this thing where he they had to like keep pulling his underwear up for him and shit. Was like, <laughs> the game like, has a timeshare. Yeah, has he's a time literally share. like, what am I doing here? What yeah. is going on? Oh, but that's I love it. Maybe my favorite thing from that whole series. Yeah, when uh, Dennis is running for something, I can't remember what. Some uh, comptroller, right? They and and, and, and Charlie writes his speech for him. Yes. And he's trying to, he's trying to explain to him why it's so bad. So he's reading it out. And I mean, there's a million great parts 
to that thing like where i can't remember what the rest of the sentence is but he says like good at one point as like this extra <laughs> word and then um and he pronounces it like that and then uh the end of it being like he you know uh, uh whatever it is is it's like that he's right thing to do america so do so do but my favorite part is he says thank you thank you in the middle of the thing and as he does it charlie mouths along like yes mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> this is the correct <laughs> like it's all good oh what's great is that that carries on like the the speech he had he wrote for his mother when she had cancer or fake cancer mm-hmm. and yeah. he's uh, i need money money me now give money, give money. <laughs> <laughs> any sort of illiteracy uh, obviously is so funny but <laughs> um, that's a pull quote but for the press but when he draws things oh, for yeah. people, like whatever that Luau episode was where yeah. he tried to make a party for them. Yeah. I guess they one of the things they were going through, they're looking at his notes or whatever. They're supposed to be like clues. Denim chicken. One of them yeah, one of them was a bird with teeth. Yeah. Yeah. I like now, I like his geniuses. Did you yeah. find like he's a bird law, he's a bird law yeah. genius? Yeah. He's well versed in bird law. It's just utterly unapplicable. Right. Inapplicable. <laughs> Cats do not abide by the laws of nature right. everyone knows this you cannot own a hummingbird right. no you're not you get, you he's so understand. good at like certain like making fucking grilled charlies and shit no, like we're that both, we're both uh you know we're both men of the law oh really what law school did you go to because i graduated from harvard filibuster do you even know what that means uh he just starts kicking the door <laughs> screaming yeah. <laughs> that episode was great too, the law one where he, he challenges him to a duel. Yeah. And then he actually accepts. You know what? Okay, let me pencil that down yeah. for Friday at noon. Now where are you gonna be? <laughs> you know what? I'll find you. <laughs> it's, okay. I interrupted you when I brought up Seinfeld again. Rock, you were gonna say something. Um Yeah, why is Seinfeld, in your opinion, the greatest show ever? What was I gonna say? Why? Yeah. First of all, I think it's one of the most quotable I think. Wow. Um, rude. Ringtone. Who is? I'm sorry. That's my wife, and she knows better. She should know better. Anyways, continue. Um, it's probably an emergency. Um, oh. I think it's one of the most quotable shows. Anyway, moving on. We're moving on. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to take a commercial break? No, I'll go ahead. Okay. It's one um, of the most quotable just like, shows. It's probably I, an emergency. I think we anyway. all quoted it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's incredibly quotable. Uh, it is, I think, a staple of pop culture, uh, almost like Star Wars, but uh, in terms of like a pop culture impact. You know, we've got your your yada yada yada. We've got your uh, the soup Nazi, no soup for you. Mm-hmm. You know, these are these have become such pop culture things. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, I think what lends to its genius is Jerry Seinfeld made money being Jerry Seinfeld. Created a show around being Jerry Seinfeld. He created himself into a brand that I think is fucking. Ast- I think there's comedy in that in itself. Is that he was who? I mean, did you see the hug thing with Kesha? What did mm-hmm. anyone see that? No. Okay. Do we know who Kesha is? First I know all, who she is. It's yeah. a huge waste of life. Yeah. Um, she he was. But what do you think? <laughs> She, she, he was on the red carpet at some awards thing, Jerry Seinfeld. This was like a month okay. ago, not even. Yeah. And he's, he's talking to a reporter and Kesha runs up 
to him and goes, oh, my God, can I have a hug? No, thanks. He said no, thanks. No, no, but seriously, I just, I, I, I'm a huge fan. Can I please have a hug? Uh, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. Can I just take a picture with you? No, thank you. No, thanks. And he's like backing away from her. Wow. And uh, she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sad. He's like, uh-huh. Yep. Uh, okay. And she runs away. And uh, the reporter goes, do you know who that was? No. And he goes, that was Kesha. Oh, well, uh, good luck to her and her life, I guess. Anyway, moving on, and just went right back to the interview. Wow. And I was like, that is the show. The whole... <laughs> I guess. That's <laughs> his... You know what I mean? He, that's just him. That's the way he was in the... Sh- you know that's how he w- what he would have reacted in the show yeah. as well. Yeah. Remember the episode with the kissing? Everyone in the building... Kramer put up the photos of everyone yes. in the building, and yes. Jerry was like, I don't need to say hi to everyone. Yeah, he doesn't want to know everybody. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And to me, that's what it harked back to. Yeah. And I was listening to a radio show, The Gentleman's Club on 94.1, and they're like, that is an episode of Seinfeld. That exchange yes. between, like, that, they could have gotten cameras out, yeah. and that could have been an entire episode. Well, what do you mean, you know, you know George at the apartment? Right. What do you mean to know who Kesha was? Because clearly when he and What's-His-Face there were writing the episodes... Larry David. Larry David. It's clearly based on the two of them and their lives. Correct. George is Larry David. George is Larry David. So, yeah. I mean, plus, um, no one really liked Seinfeld then. No, I'm just kidding. Everybody loved it then. I love it now. I was way too young to love it. streaming, right, on certain platforms. Yeah, I watch one episode a day at least. Even if it's not, I mean, there's, um, you can find reruns. On basically any channel. No, that's what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, would you forgive Kramer? uh, What's his name? Michael. Michaels. What's his name? Fuck. Michael Richards. Michael Richards for his uh, little scuff up there. So. I've I've been asked this. This just got heavy. We went. We went from. Wasn't that a funny quote? (laughs) I've been asked this before. Because I loved. His character, and I'm going to answer the question. And I, if okay. we can take a break, because sure. I got to pee, like you, you wouldn't believe, piss like a motherfucker. Yeah, I'd believe. So, <laughs> so, do I forgive him? Yes, and there's a reason because he wasn't a good stand-up comedian. <laughs> he was getting heckled. Yeah. Um, he was desperate, and he made a very bad decision. Yeah. But, but I can't imagine a situation in which I would have made that decision. Under exactly. any duress. Hen, hen, hence me saying he made a very bad decision. Well, but I'm saying I that that's that not... decision either. But, but, but that had to be in him already, and that's what's... I You're right. Know, I have to agree, about Peter. It. Maybe. I Maybe. Because there's nothing, there's nothing anyone of, of any color could do where that would be a thing, I would say. I'm not saying it was right. I'm saying it was terrible. But now, after all these years, and hearing his uh, comedians in cars getting coffee, uh, his explanation with Jerry, I, yeah. be- I believe him. Um, and if you look at his life now and how sad it kind of is, oh. um, I really kind yeah. of just, I'm like, all right, man, you know what? I, I think you did your time. Yeah. I, 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 think you did, I think you did your time. I think he paid his price. What you, sure. did, what you did was awful. Um, I wouldn't have done it. Um, I forgive you. Let's move on. Um, I just, yeah, you've you've paid for this. You've paid your dues. I just, I just don't feel like as a as a uh, white person, I'm in a position to forgive him. It's nothing to do with 
me. That's true. I was going to say that, too. You know what? You're both absolutely right about that. I'm in no position to forgive him personally. But Um, if he were playing here, would you get tickets? Yeah, because it's Michael Richards. That's the only reason. I couldn't afford them. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's take a break and pee on each other. I'm going to pee. Yeah, that's a great idea. Pee on each other. Uh, Everyone, if you're out there, uh, you also pee on each other, and we'll be right back. All right. Winters suck, especially here in upstate New York. They're cold, wet, dreary, and the salt from the roads gets everywhere. Luckily, for our concrete surfaces, we have Eagle Epoxy. They'll come in, they'll resurface your garage, or your basement floor even. They cover it with an epoxy resin after it's been resurfaced for protection, a clean look, and it's really, really easy to clean, especially for you car guys. They can be reached at their website, eagleepoxy.us, or by phone at 585 502-4971 for a free quote. Tell them the Rockness Monster sent you. And we're back, and so are you. So just deal with it. Are we back? This is Critical Mass. Are we recording? Uh, We're recording live. Are you sure? We're recording live in um, a museum here in Spokane, Washington. And uh, we're doing a tour across the country. Yeah, they're actually going to be um, putting Dan's underwear on display here. That's right. Uh, because it has its own ecosystem. That's right. It's my biggest fear. So, uh, what were we just talking about? We are talking about television. Television. TV shows and uh, kind of our favorites. For those of you who don't know, television was something that existed in the 20th century. <laughs> That's right. Um, Did I ever tell you that uh, this one time I was talking to this guy at work, and I said, guy, but like, you know, a solid decade younger than me, and uh, he's a kid. Yeah, and I was saying, uh, I was talking. About, <laughs> I think I was talking about At Midnight, which is a show about the internet, right? You know, and heavily uses Twitter, right? And I'm Twitter. talking, I'm talking about that show, mm-hmm. and he says to me, "So, what is that like a, a web series or something?" Oh wow! Because I had only used the word show, right? Mm. And it weirded me out so much that someone would default to a web series <laughs> when you say show. Yeah. Like, yeah. the first thought is not television at all. So yeah. is that on the internet? What website is that What on? is that? Is that, on that streaming? Yeah, CBS maybe? Yeah, and not <laughs> even can I get it on the internet, yeah. which is, of course, you know, like, where is it on the internet? But, like, is that just a thing someone made for just the internet? Like, yeah. I... That's never the thing I think of. That's always the thing someone has to go, no, no. Yeah. It's a web series. Yeah. It's weird. So uh, TV, just to kind of round off, I think. Yeah. To kind of close this. Yeah. Um, why is it important? Is it important? Is it not important? Um, it's important to me. It's important to some and impo- not important to others. I mean, for me. Um, what do you mean, TV? Television. Television shows. TV, TV shows. Yes. Okay. So, for me, it's imp- it is important. Um, it's another escape. Growing up, yeah, it's another escape. Um, it was a it was a chance for me to almost make friends with people that I would see once a week, and you know they they became. This they is be- getting sad. They yeah. became that. There's a Genesis song about this called "Turn It On Again." Oh, oh, where he's just he's just saying like, oh, I'll have the people on the TV. <laughs> I, mean, I love them so. I have I wow. have friends in real life, obviously, and I had friends in obviously? real life back then. The funny. I don't know. Is it, is it uh, obvious? It is obvious. Um, Your foreskin's more obvious. 
Yeah, put put that away, please. (laughs) You've peed. Now we're back. You guys want to see it? Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, No, but in in all seriousness, I mean, you know. It's more like a five skin. Here's here's a question for the listening audience. What does that mean? Yes. Nobody knows. It's been lost in Write us. Let us know. Uh, we didn't do uh, emails, but I might. I think I still have emails. I forgot right. about that. We'll, well do emails. We'll do emails. Go ahead. Okay. Go Round ahead. out the TV. No, I just TV. That's, I mean, that's really all I had to say. Is was, it important? I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, Pete being our guest. Makes us feel uh-huh. special. Can you just, uh, what do you think? I personally, I love television. It's the best thing of all the things. Uh, I don't like, like occasionally I end up watching a show where they take the movie tact, which is part of why I don't really like movies all that much, of uh, visuals over talking. Visuals over content. Well, no, they think the visual is the content because they're, they're you know, it's a visual medium. Well, uh, basically, people who yeah. take television as a as a primarily visual medium, I'm just kind of mm. like, eh, because like, you know, so if one of my favorite shows is Gilmore Girls or, you know, something like the West Wing or any other Aaron Sorkin thing, just it's, I like stuff that's just talking from end to end, where if you weren't looking at the TV, you'd pretty much get the same experience. That's fair. Uh, and I just like the visuals to round that out. Uh, that's me. But, like, uh, you know, sometimes there will there'll be a show where they're trying to be movie-like and show you, the, you know, ooh, look at the framing and the, all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. Or, like, like, Mad Men. So Mad Men was a very well-done show. Yeah. And people r- were really into it because of that, but... Personally, I was just like, so there's like one or two plot points, <laughs> and then the show's just stretching this thing over all these seasons. Yeah, and and uh, the uh, only thing ma- I got out of it was okay, the the company is literally folding, and then everybody's cheating on one another. That's the only thing I got out of it. Well, the thing the thing that that Matthew Weiner, the creator, has said that just perplexes me. Uh-huh. And you know, if he were here, I would like to get more information. Uh, I wish you'd call him up. Do you have any okay? Questions? Yeah, he's here. Uh, actually, whoa! It's like an episode, bad episode of Maury. Well, he's here. <laughs> or, or like a great episode of Maury because a guy who is like important. But what if he turned out to be the father? <laughs> oh my god, that would be interesting. Anyways, uh, he has said that the the thing about the show it, it, that he's trying to like say or whatever is people don't change. Now, from my perspective, all narrative is about people changing. Or something changing. But, yes, specifically, yeah. People changing. Generally, yeah, people changing. Because there's a protagonist and an antagonist, and then there's, you know. So so the idea that this whole show, like, there are so many episodes. I don't know how much you guys have watched. Like, I don't even like, this gets to my point of just, I think TV is so important that I watch entire shows that I don't even really like, just (laughs) just so that I have that piece of the, like, puzzle in my head. Um. I don't know what the puzzle is, but uh, so there were a lot of episodes where stuff would happen, and then I'd be like, all right, maybe this is going somewhere. Next episode, it's like it never happened. Yeah. And I was just what? why? Why are you putting that in there then? Where is this all headed? And the answer is nowhere, because it really doesn't matter, because no one's changing. If right. no one's changing, why am I watching the show? Right. I mean, it's, it's sort of like, you know, when a sitcom's on too long, because at first... The characters are fun, and you're having fun with it. 
yeah. whatever. And then they don't change and it's season seven, you know, yeah. and you're just kind of going, okay, I mean, you still haven't done anything with well, your life? Char- character development or lack thereof at yeah. this juncture. Well, you know, there's also, not in the case of Mad Men maybe, but like networks going like, don't change a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cash cow. Don't touch it. Yeah. So, but Seinfeld... Do you feel like the characters changed much in that? No, that was the entire end of the series was was them not changing. I think it was the development of everyone around them and the fact that they weren't developing. I think it was... They were stuck in their ways. They were so stuck there, but the rest of the world around them was moving, was was moving up, you know, um, and and they still had changes in their lives, but Mm -hmm. as the people that they were... They wouldn't change. I mean, look at George getting married. You would think that that would have been a, a, a change, but no, getting engaged. But no, you know, he was still same old George right. all the way up until, spoiler alert, when she dies. Right. And he's, the first thing on his mind is he got out of getting married. Right. <laughs> but that's also, that's a yeah. comedy and it's a, and it's a <clears throat> sitcom to boot. So like, yeah you're not really supposed to change like the whole thing yeah. of it is you're you're the joke of a of a human being and, yeah. right i guess so that's uh, yeah. true so it's kind of okay that that happened although by the end of seinfeld like those last couple of years they were so high on their own supply it was it was just sort of like hey hi we're seinfeld yeah, yeah look at that. our wacky fun times and you know yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I, I could definitely see that. But in the end, I mean, they, uh, the characters didn't have to change. That's the that's the thing of a show like that. Yeah. But in a drama like a Mad drama, Men, it's a little right. weirder. Yeah. To... Good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah they should definitely. Well, the, the one thing though that uh, there was something I wanted to t- uh, touch on regarding. Don't, TV, I don't want you to touch on anything. Um, that we didn't. Get I told a, you to put it away. Really get a chance to get to was animation. I know we talked about Rick and Morty. And uh, yeah, Family Guy's great. I didn't. Um, I, I Family Guy stopped being funny to me. Okay. I have mixed feelings. Yeah. Um, and South Park, obviously. S- South um, Park is. Where's some other juggernaut animation shows? Um, Simpsons. The Simpsons, yeah, which lost kind of a luster. Oh, okay. Also lost a luster to me, which makes it's, me sad. It's sad now. Oh. Yeah. Well, what wow. I wanted, what I wanted to get to was like those old shows. You know them still stay like. Do they still stand up? Do they still? You know what I mean? Or, or do they still have that impact? Well, we know sliders doesn't. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> I. You talking about animation? Yeah, mm-hmm. I ventured back to Ooh. Batman the Animated Series. Oh, I know you love. I remember, this yeah, I remember show. that being pretty good. I haven't rewatched it though. Uh, let me tell you something. It's it stays. It holds. Really? Oh, it holds. I was watching it recently going, I don't know why I was allowed to watch this. Yeah, as but a you're child. biased because you're already a big Batman nerd. Yeah, but there's Batman things that are terrible, like Batman and Robin. Yes. That was a Batman Forever. Batman Forever wasn't as bad. I like Jim Carrey's The Riddler. Yeah. I've heard people say that Mark Hamill's Joker is kind of like the the one to beat in a certain way. Correct. Of, He's of, the he is the be- it would be Mark Hamill and then um Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Yeah, Heath absolutely. Ledger's Joker is like not the Joker. It's Heath Ledger's Joker. But it's beautiful. but Mark Hamill. Mark, Mark Hamill's Joker was like the Joker. The Joker. The oh, way yeah. the way we all think of the Joker being correct. He was even in the Arkham series, the video game series. Mm-hmm. Mark Hamill took the reins as the Joker for that. And I mean, the jokes that he had. You know, don't get mad at me for paralyzing Batgirl. I was aiming for her head. You know, like like jokes like that that are just like... Oh, that's rude. It's very rude. 
Um, but, uh, you know, that show is fantastic, and I don't think I should have been allowed to watch it. To me, the animated Batman series was like the after-school show for a while for me. Yes, like I came home, got a snack, and watched that fucking show. Yeah. And I remember being starting to get annoyed because I watched so much of it. It, it almost became formulaic, where it was like... The bad guy captures Batman in some way and spends way too much time talking to Batman while he's being held down. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you know something bad's going to happen here. He's going to get out of it. Just kill him. You have the opportunity. Kill him now. Oh, you didn't do it. Look at that. True. I mean, I I wasn't rooting for Batman to die, but Jesus Christ. I mean, can something different happen? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, Well, superhero genre. I know, but even at that age, I was like, all right. Well, there was the, uh, what was it? the uh, What was that movie? Oh, The Killing Joke. Mm-hmm. Have you seen The Killing Joke? I don't think so. I've never heard seen, of it. It's a rated, it's the rated R Batman um, animated show, um, animated movie. Um, it's done for the book, The Killing Joke. The Killing Joke was the book that Heath Ledger read uh, in his hotel room where he stayed for like months to practice to be the Joker. Oh. And they turned that into an animated movie, rated R. Um, it's it, fucking uh, great. Oh. It's very, very... Um, dark. dark. It's very dark. <laughs> wow. It's very dark. You know, uh, speaking of animation and people uh, dying young for weird things that did, probably could have been avoided or whatever... Uh, Brittany Murphy, uh, mm, King uh, of the Hill. Yep. King yeah, of the Hill. I love King of the Hill. King of the Hill bowed out. I I'm guessing just at the right time. They yeah. did 13 seasons. Wow. But it doesn't feel like it. I mean, yeah. really. Uh, That's a lot. But I I remember the last like season or two. I don't know. Technology was changing. Hank was using a computer at one point. And I'm just going like. You know, rewatching it, mind you. Right. Going like, okay, okay, it's probably good they got out because, like, they would have had to follow all this. And I don't think Hank Mm-mm. works. No. Doing that. So, like, it ended at the right time. Yeah. Uh, and I love that show. That show holds up so good. And, like, like most Mike, Mike Judge stuff, there's layers in there you didn't see the first time. Agreed. Wow. Agreed. Wow. Mike Judge is, I think, another underrated genius. For yeah. sure. For sure. Beavis and Butthead, uh, King of the Hill. Have you guys seen Extract? Extract. I went to the theater to see that. Yeah, I don't think I got the thing of it. I didn't even... I Because I've worked in that environment, too. Mm -hmm. I think you have to work in that environment to be like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, maybe. To stuff. But just um, the main character, what's his name? Jason Uh, Bateman. Jason Bateman. His delivery when he gets fucking pissed about something, I just... I love it. Yeah. He's just so stone-faced like... Jason Bateman. I want to kill you, but you can see it in his eyes. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's so great. Anyways. Definitely. Well, we veered off a little bit. We there. did. And um, but I, I just I felt like I would be remiss if I didn't bring up Batman the Animated Series in terms of a TV show. Yeah. In terms of you, the pinnacle. You got to. I hear you there. You know what I mean? And that, what is that, the 30s and 40s style theme well, and look to the, the thing. whole thing? Batman, you, you were not so, because sometimes they had cell phones. You know what I mean? That's right. Batman, you're not supposed to know what time when it is, is because yeah, yeah. he could he could exist. Because his technology was fantastic. They do that same thing with uh, with Archer. Yes, you never yes. Know, you never know when Correct. it's when it is. Like the his butler was in World War One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also there are cell phones sometimes. Yeah, and like yeah. clearly there's like 1960 style computers. Yeah. and that's another show that I mean we could go on for an hour about Archer. Yeah, but animation wise, I love Archer. 
great show. Okay, great. So, well, uh, so that, I guess that covers it. I think all covers television it. is covered. All television. All of it. I'm all just right. going to throw Dr. Katz on the pile. You're welcome. Love Dr. Oh, Katz. Did you know Audible? There's new Dr. Katz's, but they're I heard just that. audio only. Yeah. It's hmm. genius. I don't know why they haven't been doing that yeah. ever since the show was taken Beautiful. off the air. What about uh, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law? I never watched it. So it's Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Oh, I know what it is, unless you're explaining it to the audience. No, well, I'm not sure. Well, if you if you haven't seen it, it's uh, Harvey Birdman was once a superhero, and okay. he's actually an old 1960s superhero show by right. Hanna-Barbera. But he's retired as a superhero. Right. And uh, now he's an attorney. <laughs> and he's an attorney to old Hanna-Barbera characters. For instance, like uh, Fred Flintstone yeah. may or may not be a mob boss and <laughs> needs uh, a lawyer. <laughs> that's great. Um, that's, see, that's fun and you creative. Know, there's like uh, Speedy Gonzalez, like a race thing with him being yeah. lazy. Um, wow. The, there's a thing. Um, what was it? One of the cave, uh, the cave people. Those people like that had that look like cousin its, but they were animated. Yeah. Um, they were teaching evolution in schools. Oh and my he's, god! And like my son came home crying. You oh know, my god! What channel is this on? Adult Swim. It's. Uh, oh okay. Yeah, and I found it on Hulu. Okay, uh, I'll look for it. There. They're ten minutes long. The episodes. Oh, I'm looking for it then. Yeah, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. And I mean, it's it's hysterical. Oh, it's uh, it's Gary Cole and Stephen Colbert. Really? Voices. Yeah, it's Gary Cole and Stephen Colbert. Gary Cole is so good. Oh, he's he plays Harvey. I just watched the, this most recent season of Veep, and like he's 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 my second favorite part of Veep. I really? He's so good. And the, my favorite part of Veep is uh, he was so good on uh, the guy. I can't remember his name, but the guy who plays Richard Splett. Richard Splett. I, I take it you guys don't watch Veep. No. No. But I, I've heard only great things about it, so yeah. I'm not going to bash it. It's another, it's, it's another like, um, like Sunny, where I can't just sit down and watch them all. Like it's really you're you're really going to be sickened by right. a lot of the right. people in it. Yeah, um, you're so affected by what you see. But the pace, the pace of it is so quick. Yeah, and the the humor is like, you know, if you're not listening to all the words, you are going to miss a lot yeah. of jokes. Makes sense. Really okay, well. Fun. Let's, um, yeah, I'll read an email or two. Well, they are still coming in Just like crazy. Read one email and then let's get read to our one email. Views. Are okay. these, are these, uh, other people's emails? Is this, is this just like you reading like, uh, this is what people write enlargement the show. pills? No, this is what people wrote into the show. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of fans, and then you're like, mm-hmm. uh, penis enlargement pills. Um, so slippery susan at bitchface.net. <laughs> that must be a new domain, anyway. Yeah. Writes, can I be a guest? Seriously, I've sent four gift baskets now. Have you received any gift baskets? I haven't received a goddamn gift basket. I've received a few, and I'm a little weirded out. What um, we're in sorry, the Susan, we're, we can't do that. Um, I'm just going to read one more, though, for entertainment purposes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jared, I was so entertained by that first one. I know. Well, we're, I hope that she doesn't write again. Um, Jared Ticklesticks, 98, at earthlink.com. Can Rockness please stop eating food on the mic? He must be listening to earlier episodes. Can Rockness please stop eating food on the mic? His disgusting chomping and slurping must stop. I swear if it happens five and a half more times, I might stop listening. Okay, well, Well, thanks, Jared. My response? I've got five and a half more times. Oh, wow. (laughs) So that's, I mean, very specific uh, frustration out of him. Very specific. I think he needs... uh, 
psychiatric. I mean, you are disgusting. You shouldn't eat things on the mic. Your but that's mom fine. didn't think so. Wow. Um, okay, I guess we'll just start right into our fuck yous and round it I'm out. I'm surprised you didn't do like a high the 90s call and wanted their joke back. Wasn't that a was that Family Guy or something where they they had like a an infomercial like CD collection or something of best jokes from 80s sitcoms and it was like featuring hits like you think <laughs> or you know <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right, so let's get to our fuck, fuck you. Uh, uh, the, you guys need to just hear me out, okay? Because I do not. Um, as a carrier for mail, I thought you were going to say disease, and that too. I am tired of people walking up to me, so fuck you to anybody that literally walks up to me on the street. I don't have time for your bullshit. I'm not going to take your letter. Go put it in a blue box, okay? No, I don't have your package. I don't know when it's coming. If you, you know, change your address, that's your problem. I'm not going to solve those issues for you. Go fuck yourself and stop bothering me, especially when I'm eating lunch. I'm clearly eating lunch. Go away. Okay, clearly I'm frustrated by those things. Uh, I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. That's some, that is mailman-specific ire. Yeah. I, uh, I have a fuck you. Okay. <laughs> My fuck you is to the postal service. <laughs> okay, listening <laughs> for not letting me walk up to them. Um, I I see a postman. He's sitting there. He's in uniform. Right. All I want to do oh, is have so. my questions completely answered. Yeah. And I walk up to him, and he he literally tells me to go fuck myself that he's eating lunch. Yeah. And I have to go away. Yeah. But on a serious note, um, why does my mail not come till like four p.m.? Okay, that's a fair question. Um, a stupid question, but a fair one. Um, my uh, my packages are consistently late. I see that they say they're supposed to be here on this date, and they usually come the day after that. Okay, there's two major reasons. Um, and what's what's with the uniform? What is? I mean, like it's. I don't know. Who I, are these people? I, I don't know. First of all, the first two are real fuck yous. The carrier has the ability to set up the route any way that they see fit. So the carrier I have is lazy. And if your particular mailbox is towards the end of the day, at the end of the route, then you're just going to be getting your mail at the end of the day. Um, but you do not have special preference over every other person on that route to get your mail before anybody else. See, my mom told me I'm special. I know that my you're, you're special age. in a different way. And a lot of times what we do is we'll set up the route so that businesses can get their mail first because a lot of businesses do depend on us yeah. in a more professional manner than you getting your fucking, I don't know, Star Wars toy. Penis so, enlargement pills. And the other thing is um, obviously we can't deliver to everyone literally at once. So no matter what you do, someone's going to be getting their mail at the end of the day. See, I just, I That's thought just the way it is. I thought that it was some type of teleportation no. that is used. Secondly, with the packages thing, he will be when replaced you, with a drone. Eventually. When you order something from Amazon or buttplugs.com, which I know that you frequent, buttplugs.com is one of my favorite. When websites. they give you They're an estimate, they give you an estimated delivery date. That's just an estimation. They can't account for whether or not they're even going to get it out of their own building in time. What you need to do is find the tracking number for the U.S. Postal Service sure. and then literally track that. In their app. Yes, or on their website. That will give you 
up to date, minute to minute. Okay, it's being processed here. It's it got to this station. It's going over here now. It's out with the carrier. You do not simply rely on what you know. You know, dickpills.com says. Listen, it's going to be there. We all know I don't need penis enlargement pills. Let's not get into that right now. We don't need to. It's right. inappropriate. You already have some. It's inappropriate. If you were to walk into the station in the morning and see a sea of, of Amazon boxes and other packages uh-huh. that, that not only that we sort through and organize and take out on top of the mail that we have to sort and organize, you would absolutely be flabbergasted. This is the thing. I think that every person should have their own personal mail person. Every single house is one mailman assigned to every house. So we'd be done in 10 seconds. Then. That's, wow, that sounds efficient. So 100, 150 <laughs> million people get to stay home. Right. The exactly. other half. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, Dan, I'm, just, I'm here trying to solve problems, and it seems right. like you're here just trying to create them. Right. right. Okay? So, Pete. <laughs> Peter, do you have a fuck you? you? Have a fuck I was you? trying to think of something between uh, uh, when we started this segment and now. Uh, normally, I'm, I'm walking around with many such things in my head, but uh, unfortunately, we've been talking about TV for the last hour and whatever, yeah. and uh, I'm not presently in a state of mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he's got one. I got one. Boom. Uh, Boom. So, people have this thing about spoilers where they're just like well if you didn't want to be spoiled you should have stayed under a rock and not listened to or watched whatever this is mm-hmm. i'm feeling you and i'm just like or i mean i know we already violated this earlier but even if it's an old thing you know what i mean if, it, if it's passed into the zeitgeist that's one thing if it's just that kind of thing where like eat there's no way you haven't already heard us all spoil it for you. So you're saying you disagree but, with the expiration date on which people say they can tell you a spoiler. Yeah, but uh, the point is more just the like newer stuff that like after a few months or something, go ahead and start spoiling it. I'm just like, eh, no. And there's like, well, yeah, but you would have gone out to see it immediately or if whatever. You cared. Like, it's like, yeah, no, <laughs> not necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, like if I said the Dumbledore dies, that to you that's like no. Yeah, why, thankfully, why would you say that? Thankfully, one, I've already read all those books. Two, I think they're terrible. So go ahead and spoil <laughs> them. Well, Ooh, can that be it? Why a and everyone's obsession with it? Okay. I loathe the way that everyone thinks that young adult fiction is perfectly fine for adults to read. Right. You know what? It is. If it's one thing you read and then you also read a bunch of adult things. Right. But if you're using it as this excuse to continue your own infantilization where you're just like, well, I don't need to read other things. This is perfectly acceptable literature. Wow. It's not. It's written for people that are objectively dumber than you. So right. the Sorcerer's Stone and a, <laughs> but play, are they and a Playboy. But are they? What'd you say? So the Sorcerer's Stone and a Playboy. And you a Where's adult, Waldo. And a Where's Waldo. <laughs> I mean, I thought adult. Are we just... It's not, it's, not, I don't it's think play, you meant that kind of adult. Playboy isn't considered adult literature. No. It's not literature in any you know, sort of way. Did you guys know that they went, they went to no them. nudity and then went back? Right back to it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it'll be hotter, trust us. No, they were saying, you know, 
nobody's nobody's buying it. So yeah. why don't we market to you know younger people who are oh, right, whatever? Right, right. You can yeah. take it out of the back of the you know thing or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then you know they forgot that those people have access to the internet too. Right. I used to. I it's used just to the media that people don't want anymore. Yeah. So anyway, so your fuck you is to the spoiler expiration. Now, what about like if I was like, hey, guess what? Darth Vader, Luke's dad. Like, would that well, but be... that's what I'm saying. Is that's kind of in the zeitgeist. You know, people are constantly misquoting it with Luke, I am your yeah, father. Just, or whatever. I am your father. But it's one of those things that's so out there that if you never saw the thing, yeah. you're going to we, – we've ruined it. You know, is my point. Yeah. Um, and once that happens, once it becomes a thing you refer to to explain something else or whatever, you know, like yeah. Yeah. if it's part of a joke or in other movies at this point, I mean, yeah, then then, you know, OK, we, we've we've done what we can. But like, uh, I don't know. I just like there's a lot of times I'm listening to like, OK, for instance, and they don't all do this, mind you, but in podcasts, there will be a new movie or something. Somebody involved in that will be on the show. The the host and them will start talking. And then they start talking about what happens in the movie. Like, yeah. specifically, not just the, the trailery kind of version yeah, or whatever. Right. And I start going, so I'm only supposed to listen to what is essentially an advertisement for this movie if I've already seen the movie? That's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, like, give me some, like, you know, what was this guy like working with or what did you guys play pranks on each other and you know backstage yeah, well, or or just like you know i mean and, and again some people do this but you know build up how the movie sounds <laughs> tell me about it but tell me in the kind of like yeah so then that's kind of the first you know 20 minutes or whatever that's sort of where it goes and yeah. then fun you know and then i'll go oh, okay the nice person on the internet i will go see your movie uh but sometimes i mean okay you know, recently, uh, there was one about, uh, you guys know uh, Kumail Nanjiani and Emily yes, Gordon? the yeah, Big the Sick. Big sick. Um, yeah. There was a, a, an episode where they were talking about that, and uh, the host said, we are going to be talking about this movie in detail, so if you haven't seen it, it's all spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> and was, I was, that, just like, was that the Nerdist? No, that was, uh, that's called Pop Rocket. Okay, Pop Rocket. Um, that's all I'm asking for. Yeah, that's fine, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm not gonna. I'm not actually uh, 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 going after Marin here, but uh, oftentimes he will just. You'll he'll get halfway that. through, and it'll have been fine, and then he'll just go, "Yeah, and, uh, you know that. You know that part where you did the thing, and they yeah. find out." Well, he'll just toss. He'll just toss yeah. it in. Uh, I mean, you know, he's he's great. I'm not actually mad at him. I've just learned not to listen if I yeah, can, yeah. you know, because well, this it, is on. at least well, don't just, once, to him. just once, he'll just, he'll just not think, I guess, and just right. go, you know. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for right being on. here, Peter. Um, definitely, definitely. Well, let's, to recap uh, real quick. Our, recap. Our, so your, your fuck you was. People, people walking, up, walking to up to me. Pete's fuck you. I had was two of them. Spoilers and kind of like where, when is it okay? To stop reading fucking child stop fiction. And stop reading fiction. child yes, If you're an adult adult, yeah. you're not a young adult. And my fuck you was as flaccid as any policy the Trump administration has tried to put forth. Ah, I had to get one today. I know you All did. right. So, <laughs> so um, yes, Pete, thank you. Um, watch TV, everybody. You've been a... <laughs> watch TV and watch stand-up and shut the fuck up. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I mean, you've been a treasure trove Stay of knowledge. Stay indoors. Yeah. You've been a treasure trove of knowledge when it comes to this kind of stuff. So really if you really appreciate so. having you on. I, I think so. Dan? Um, I, I don't even know who he is or how he got in here. Oh, I thought you knew him. Certainly, no, I thought you knew him. I certainly no haven't known each other since we were 11. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with that being said, uh, I want to thank you. I want to thank our, our sponsors who haven't paid us yet. Yep. I want to thank our fans, uh, all three to four of you. Yep. Um, and uh, if you higher like, number than I thought. <laughs> if you like what you hear, he, if you like what you hear, please give us some likes, comment on the show, and share, share, share. Share. Yeah. Sharing is caring. Share it, goddammit. Sharing is caring. Dan, anything? Nothing else. All right. Well, thanks a lot, everyone. And we'll talk to you next time. In the meantime, please don't kill each other. Yeah. Thanks a lot.